afternoon and welcome to the program. And we start right out of the gate this afternoon by talking to uh, a remarkable young woman who has got uh, a big week ahead of her next week. And she's making the most of this opportunity to spread the word on an important subject. Her name is Darlene Steinkamp. She is a nurse here in town. She is Miss Capital City and she'll be competing for the title of Miss Illinois next week. And she's live in studio with us this afternoon. Darlene, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's great. Uh, before we get into your platform, and it is very important, give us a little bit of your background that has brought you to this point, uh, representing our area as Miss Capital City and competing for the title of Miss Illinois next week. Yeah, so I actually went to college at the UIS campus, University of Illinois Springfield, but I went through the UIC program, so University of Illinois Chicago. They uh, partnered up, and I did my clinicals at Memorial, and I fell in love with the town of Springfield, so I decided that I wanted to take a job at Springfield Memorial. Through that, I have been doing pageantry. I've never won a title, but I decided this is my last year. I'm going to give Miss Capital City a go. So I ran with the title, Ending the Stigma on Mental Illness. It's okay not to be okay. I chose that because I've been dealing with mental health issues since I was at a very young age. I just didn't understand what it was. I didn't get help till I was 17, and even then, I was told by my mom, don't tell anyone what's going on. We're not. We're going to keep it a secret. No one needs to know what's going on. They'll they'll think you're weak. And so I struggled with it all throughout my life in college. Definitely going through nursing school. That'll put you through the ringer. COVID hit kind of struggled again, and I transferred to the trauma burn intensive care unit, where I'm now a charge nurse, and we lost a lot of young lives back to back to back throughout a few weeks. I noticed I was irritable. I couldn't get up and do things, so my boss kind of took note that I wasn't my fun, happy, bubbly self coming to work anymore, and he took me aside in his office and said, what is going on? And finally, I think I hit the breaking point, and I just told him, and he's like, it's okay. He said, being upset because you lost some patients' lives, that doesn't make you weak and doesn't mean you don't belong here. It makes you an empathetic nurse and it makes you a good nurse. It's okay not to be okay. So that's really where the end of my platform kind of came into fruition and it all came together. And throughout this past year, I've been able to go to schools and advocate for mental health and I've had the best time doing it. You know, it, it certainly seems, and I don't have any uh, hard data to confirm this, but it certainly seems that in the years of the pandemic, uh, for young people and older people alike that uh, these problems have just come more to the forefront we you know we people have been in isolation they've just had to you know come face to face with some of the the things that have haunted them and uh as you noted there is this tendency to say well we can't really talk about that we don't want anybody to know because it's viewed as being weak or that people will uh not really maybe trust your judgment anymore or just uh, you know wonder what's really going on inside of you um go back to your to your young years. Uh, how, how did it manifest itself as a, as a teenager? What sorts of things were you going through that uh, ultimately uh, led you to realize, I, I need to, to talk to somebody, I need to get some assistance with this? So really starting off at the young age, it was actually when I was seven years old and I was having suicidal ideation, but not understanding that it was suicidal ideation. I just had these feelings and I didn't know how to deal with them, but I just kept going on with life and eventually getting to the teenager years, the voices got louder and louder. The, the voices telling me that, you know, 
life's not worth it just could not be blocked out anymore so i ended up being hospitalized and having to seek help i didn't have a choice it was gonna save my life or not so getting help really was the breaking point and being hospitalized and understanding that I need more help than just my brain telling me, no, just keep going, keep going. And it is a stigma because people think they're weak, but really, here I am, a charge nurse in charge of the ICU. I'm trying to pursue my doctorate at UIC as well to become a nurse practitioner. Miss Capital City, I'm a very successful person because I got help. Going into nursing with the the obvious built-in pressures that go along with that, with the fact that you're going to be confronting a lot of suffering and you're going to be uh, dealing with people at, at very difficult moments in their life, uh, it, it is you know a, a laudable career choice, but it certainly it seemed to have you know very particular challenges for someone who has struggled with some of the things you struggled with in the past. But you find that the rewards are, are worth the pressure that it puts on you. Absolutely. I think that I have been through my own struggles allows me to be empathetic and allows me to connect to my patients. Not only that, but I'm able to find the resources they need. So being in the trauma unit, we get all sorts of things. So car accidents, suicide attempts, burns. I'm able to be a relief for them because I also have a very goofy personality. And so I'm able to bring a little bit of joy and a smile on their face in tragic times and then go and find resources that they need to be successful when they leave the hospital. The reward is far greater than you could ever put into words because it gives me purpose. We're really at a unique moment right now in our ability to, to talk about these things because, again, so many people have had to confront this during the, the period of isolation through the pandemic. And just recently, we had uh, the uh, story of Naomi Judd, who took her own life, and, and her, her famous daughters came forward to talk about that and to talk about the fact that their mother had struggled with mental illness. She talked about it in the, in the past as well. Uh, and uh, ultimately, uh, she was not able to you know really come to grips with it even though you know she knew that it was an issue for her uh but her her family's been talking about it again hoping to really spur that conversation there but it comes back down again to people feel like they're going to be judged if they reveal this side of them how do we change that how do we address that you know i definitely believe the greatest thing is talking about it sharing our story i know that i have seen great interaction when i have gotten in person i've spoken at colleges high schools middle schools preschools about mental health and being able to share my story and get in front of people and show it's okay. This is okay to talk about. There's a stigma that if you talk about with someone, you're gonna put ideas in their head when that's just not right. And especially people are already walking around with the ideas in their head and some people hide it extremely well. I did. I was an active member in my community, yet no one knew I was in a huge internal struggle, which is why I've actually created a scholarship, Mental Health Matters. It's a $500 scholarship for those pursuing a trade school or a higher education who are active leaders in their community, but they also are battling mental health because it's important to talk about. We're talking with Darlene Steinkamp. She is a nurse at Springfield Memorial Hospital, but she's also in the Miss Illinois 
competition next week, and her platform is removing the stigma from uh, discussions of mental illness so that people can feel uh, free to be open about getting the help that they need. Uh, what, to, to me, is uh, maybe most striking about your story is when you talk about uh, having some of these uh, uh, ideations as young as age seven, and that's shocking, and yet we know that it does, in fact, happen. Um, should, are we doing enough in schools to, to help children um, come to grips with some of these issues and to make sure that we're steering them toward the help that they need? So we know that one in three adolescents suffer from mental illness, and nearly half of mental illnesses develop before the age of 14. So I think we need to get counselors into the school. And not only that, I I don't work in the school district, so I'm not a complete professional on what the actual inner workings of the school needs. So let's listen to our teachers and listen to what they need for their kids so that way they can thrive. Because just like I'm gonna be my patient's best advocate, our teachers are gonna be our children's best advocate. So what happens next week when you go to Miss Illinois? You'll be uh, competing down in Marion. Uh, how uh, how does that all unfold, and, and how are you able to take this platform and present it as, as part of the ultimate decision to determine who gets to wear that crown? You know, that's, that's a hard question because I've got to trust that the judges are going to be able to see everything I've done. I've averaged about weekly events. Uh, since October in discussing mental health and bringing a light to my platform. So we've got a 10-minute interview where I feel very bad for those judges because there are 26 amazing women vying for this title, and we are all just wanting it very bad, but (laughs) I feel very bad for those judges. But we have this interview. We present our platform on stage in a quick 15 to 30-second basically tweet, you know, verbally, and hopefully they see that we do onstage questions, not only on our platform, but political topics, how we would take on the job as Miss Illinois. And uh, again, tough competition, and uh, you have as good a chance as anybody to, uh, to take that title. If you do, what happens then? How do you use that visible platform to be able to spread the word about this extremely important issue? Yeah, I would hope to do what I'm already doing on. So I've spoken in Illinois all throughout. I've spoken in Missouri and Arizona. I would love to keep taking it larger nationally because this is not just an Illinois issue. This is a national problem. So definitely speaking at a wider level. And um, if if it doesn't work out that way, and I don't want to jinx anything here, but, you know, if, if it doesn't, uh, are you still going to be able to, to do some of those things, even if it's uh, on a more local or regional scale? The amazing thing is that my platform is me. I genuinely love everything that I have done this past year. And if I don't win, I truly think it just means there's another there's another opportunity knocking and at the end of the day i've had an amazing year i've done the best i can and no one can take that away well i'm sure you have felt uh, an overwhelming sense of community support uh, for your effort you got a lot of people behind you and again you have taken on a very important cause here so we wish you all the best and uh, would love to have you uh, come back after it's all said and done uh, and uh, track your progress going forward uh and in the meantime what what do people need to know if people are listening and they're 
they're saying, you know, this is this is really resonating with me. I've got issues. I, I should be talking to somebody, but they don't know where to turn. Where, where should they go? Absolutely. So Memorial actually has great resources in our community. We have the living room. We have walk-in clinics. We have emotional support lines. Also, if you ever do feel like you're having suicidal ideation, definitely call 1-800-273-TALK. And that will get you to the National Suicide Hotline because you matter. You, you matter. There are resources. And anytime I'm running down to the trauma bay, bay for a suicide, we are a group of people, of strangers, that are fighting for you because we care about you. So if strangers care about you, I know that someone there is rooting for you. 1-800-273-TALK. Don't hesitate to use that resource if you are feeling in need. And again, you can search for Memorial Behavioral Health. Uh, tremendous programs there to, uh, to help people with any number of issues and challenges they may be facing in their lives. Darlene Steinkamp, Miss Capital City, and competing next week for the title of Miss Illinois. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Appreciate Thank you. It.